Welcome to Fusion and Hockey Podcast, the only podcast called Fusion and Hockey Podcast. It is November 21st, 2023, an afternoon. Of course, this is the time of year during which it gets dark extremely early, which everyone always likes to point out. And we can't believe how dark it is outside. But then, you know, December's coming up. There are going to be lights and stuff. And you know, I was actually, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. Yep. I think the reason December is such a great month that everyone loves so much, or part of the reason, is because the most depressing month comes immediately before. Hmm. You're saying people got beef with November? Who likes November? My birthday's in November, so, you know, I'm kind of partial to it in that respect. Well, be objective for a second. Okay. I'll be objective. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty mid. Pretty mid as a month. You know, I'm not a huge December guy either because I feel like it gets even cool. I get the Christmas appeal, you know, and there's a holiday and like the winter break. Yeah, and big, also big just like the end of year appeal and like reflecting on the old Lang Syne and all that. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know how many points I give to December for that. For that I love bit. New Year's. Best holiday. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Give it to January. That's, that's where I give the credit to. But yeah, November, you know, what has it got going in Canada especially? No holidays, right? Are there any November holidays? The only Canadian holiday in November is American Thanksgiving. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. That means there's there's no, like, I've had, you know, like, university classes all month without any respite. Just straight class, Monday to Friday. That's miserable. Yeah, what a yeah. shit month. This really isn't, it's not happening. And I think I personally have made the remark about it's so dark too many times, too. It's, uh... Oh, have you? Yeah, I have. Guilty. Shame. Yeah. Shame on me. Yeah, on you. Yeah. I try not to. Really? Of course, it's dark. No shit. But it's, uh, it's unpleasant, you know? It's deeply upsetting. It is. What do you think about daylight savings? Have we talked about this before? I'm pretty sure I we have. Like we have. We definitely We've have. We've definitely had daylight savings discussions. Yeah. And how I try not to complain about it too much. Yeah, I think I probably had a bit where I complained about it. I, I've kind of stopped caring. I'll, I'll probably care in the spring. You know, that's where it's the worst for me. Because... I don't care whether it gets dark. Like, it sucks when it gets dark early, but that'll happen regardless, you know? For me, it's like, fuck, I don't want to lose an hour of sleep. That's where that's where the real beef comes in, you know? And that happens in the spring, right? So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's problem. Each, each part of the daylight savings has one good side and one bad side to it. Right. You gain an hour, that's good. It gets dark early, that's bad. And vice versa in the spring. Sure. This says a lot about society. It does. You gotta take the good with the bad. Can't win them all. Yeah. There's black and white. Yin and yang. Yeah, win and loss, just like the New York Islanders this week. Yes, they did. Uh, they won. They lost. Yeah, can't have a lead without blowing it. That's 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 what the Islanders yeah, do. Yeah, this is what this is what dialectic dialecticians like to call the unity of opposites. It's the Islanders. Well, it's I don't know. Every, it applies to everything. For every winner, there's a loser. Ah, yes, and sometimes it's within the same team. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. the winner for a bit. Yeah, and then they're the loser. Sometimes there's a winner, like like. Bo Horvat, and yeah. sometimes there's a loser like Matt Martin. Yeah, that's how it typically goes. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's get into it. Three games this week. No offense, Matt Martin. Eh, well, full offense actually. Well, it's Why? only only in the sense that you're not very good. Right. What other sense would you be applying this? <laughs> oh, to a personal sense. Okay, fair. Which enough. I have no intention to do. All right. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up with him. Um, but yeah, they played the Canucks. They played the Kraken. They played the Flames. Lots of fun. Nice little road trip out west. And it was pretty miserable. Um, yeah, so should we just get into the games and then we'll, we'll go over the trends that we saw? Yeah, sure, I suppose. I mean, yeah. I think, like, uh, comparing 
this Islanders team to recent Islanders teams is it almost seems like a waste of time in a sense because the team has changed so little, yeah. at least in terms of personnel. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, it doesn't feel like they're playing the same way. Sure, that, it doesn't. That we knew them at, at their height. It's a weird vibe. Their height, you know, two, three, three and a half years ago or so. Right. Um, because these games were actually pretty exciting. Yeah. Lots of goals. All close games. They all went beyond regulation. They can generate offense, you know, Some, for yeah. certain stretches. Yeah, especially on the power play. And on the power play, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so let's start with the, that first game. 4-3 OT loss to the juggernaut Vancouver Canucks. We had a goaltending matchup of Ilya Sorokin versus Thatcher Demko. Love that. Two goalies on your fantasy team. Big flex by yeah. me. The John Gibson Believer Club, which has now traded away John Gibson. Yeah. They call that sell high. Yeah. Yeah. I still believe in though. So sure. I'm keeping the name, by the way. For the people For curious, now. I'm keeping the John Gibson Believer Club name. I would change it to like the John Gibson success story. Like my believing in him was correct. It has paid off. Story over. Yeah, the end. Yeah, it's the like end. I was right. I believed in him, and now it worked. Absolutely. That's the that's the narrative you should run with. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll think about it. I'll think on it. But yeah, it was a nice sag. It lasted all of a month, and it ended just as as well as I possibly could have. Incredible yeah, it could shit. not have gone any better. No, it really could not have. It just incredible from head to toe. This guy was hot out the gate, and then I fucking dumped him. This is the minute. Not he doesn't even look bad. You're just like you know I dumped him. You know in. he's going to. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it feels good yeah. to have gotten rid of. Anyway, Islanders. Yeah. Score first, open open this week of us watching them. It's Pierre Engvall, mm. Mr. Seven-Year Deal. The power play goal uh, sneaks the puck by Demko from the top of the circle, made it one nothing. And then a minute later, another power play goal on a totally separate power play. It was a Brock Nelson shot. He got his own rebound, went backhand off of a Quinn Hughes stick from an odd angle. 2 nothing Islanders. And you might think they would sail to victory because the Islanders have been known, once they get a lead, to be able to hold on to it. That's at least their, has been their calling card in the Prior past. Prior to the season, yeah. That has been their strength. Yeah. But apparently this is not the case anymore. No. It has changed, as we will discuss as several ever. times over the course yeah. of this episode. Vancouver scored in the second period another power play goal in this game, which was also a theme, especially for the, for the first two games. JT Miller, one-timer short side, pinpoint shot, the beat Ilya Sorokin, went in off the post, made it 2-1. to one. Uh, but then the Islanders made it 3-1 again after Quinn Hughes terribly failed on a clear attempt. Love that. I don't love that. Uh, it was a Horvat to Barzal to Horvat. 3-1 Islanders. Kind of went off Demko's chest and in. Was not a good goal for Demko no, to give up. It wasn't. It really squeezed by him. Yeah. And then JT Miller again, I think was the best player in this entire game for either team. Mm. Made a you know, great saucer pass over to Brock Besser on the power play once again. Again, yeah. In the slot, made it 3-2. And the Canucks tie it on a 5-on-3 in the third. Another power play goal. A uh, 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 one-timer from Philip Ronick and J.T. Miller providing the perfect screen. He Crazy. was a key factor on all those three goals, uh, as well as the overtime goal uh, where he made that pass to, to Quinn Hughes, sprung him on the breakaway, and Quinn Hughes finished it off. Uh, Sorokin barely moved, and uh, the Islanders lost. Islanders blew a lead. Blew two separate two-goal leads, technically, if you want to put it that way, 2 nothing and 3-1. They lost 4-3. Uh, sixth L in a row for the New York Islanders, that one was. Gross. Terrible. For them. Shout out to JT Miller, who I think is at the top of the points table right now, right? We're up there in the top three with his fellow Canucks. He's like, what, Hughes, Miller, Pedersen? Currently in the lead for the, what's it called? The point scoring lead. Um, but yeah, uh, this this team, this Islanders team, you know, they, they, they start off a trend where you just, uh, you play like shit in the third period and you play like shit when you have the lead. 
And when it's both, now you're really fucked. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, ah, man. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's a coaching thing. We can get into it a bit later. But uh, they play worse. They they mar- They play like significantly worse. And you can watch them, and it's like, what happened to the offense? You know, sometimes they'll get their, mm-hmm. the odd chance there here and there. But it feels like they play much better when they're de- they're trailing. It feels like they they play much better when the game's tied than uh, when they have the lead. It's mystifying, honestly. The biggest choke vibes I've ever seen from a team ever. I think that I've watched ever. over over a significant period of time in a regular season. I feel like ever covering this, ever covering like you know the the thing we do with the weekly teams. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the, the the worst team with a lead I've ever seen. Yeah, do you think it's um, because back in like 2020 or so, when they'd get a lead, they would do they would have a the right tactic of continue to press, you know, and like choke the life out of their opponents. That was Lane Lambert kind of uh, doing this the, the shell thing, like you know, sit back and defend. Maybe that's always a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I don't know. Like, when, like you know, you think back because yeah, like you're saying, it's basically the same personnel the last like few years, right? Like, what what's what's changed so much from the time where you know the Islanders notorious for like in the playoffs, you you, you go down two to one, and then they'll lock it down for the rest of the game, right? Um, is that just is that just a coaching issue? I guess so. It's a mentality issue. I don't know. I I know I see people like calling for Lane Lambert's head already, um, given how poorly they play with the lead. But uh, yeah, I guess I mean that that seems like the easiest target to point to, no strategy. Yeah, just like buckling down. I think also there is something to say for the fact that if you make so little change to your personnel, it inevitably will get stale. Absolutely, like you know? a coach. Yeah, like a coach, and like you know, players on the ice. Like, there's a reason. As part of the reason why, like Chicago, after winning their Stanley Cups and then losing everyone and then trying to bring them back, didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Some sometimes some combinations only work in certain contexts. You know. At certain periods, Lou Lamorello uh, doesn't seem to understand that whatsoever. Um, he of seven. And it's content. not even like the Islanders ever got close to winning a Stanley Cup. Well, they made it round three a few times, but we all knew they were never going to win a Stanley Absolutely. Cup. Yeah. Um, and yet, uh, that's the glory days that they're trying to harken back to. Is losing to the Lightning twice in a row. Yeah. I feel like they delude themselves into thinking that was a really good time for them. You know. That was a. It was. That was. They just need to replicate that model. This is the model to replicate. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. You know. Of course not. That's what I'm saying. So you know they're deluding themselves. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what you get. Um, yeah, on to the next game. Sure. It's a Kraken. Wait, before yeah. the Canucks, I'm. I did not realize Quinn Hughes is literally in the lead for the Art Ross Trophy. Yeah, absolutely. First place. Is it tied right now with the? No, he's number one. Thirty points. Nice. Tied for second is Pasternak and JT Miller. Tied for third is Kucherov and Elias Pettersson. Very nice. Scoring off the hook. Wonder where McDavid is. You're missing Last some place. <laughs> Behind Frank Vitrano. Yeah. Looks Who I like also it. traded. Oh, wait. Yep. That's a great move. So, yeah. Well, where is he? Oh, I'm I'm loading the next page. Oh, now. okay. That's how far down he is. Yeah, he's not in the top 40. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways. Yeah. I guess I'll cover the Kraken game in the meantime. Yeah, go for um, it. Yeah, so uh, Islanders get off to a nice little lead, as they tend to do in these games. Uh, Anders Lee, shovels at home. He has not been playing well, so good for him. Uh, but this is a power play goal, um, and he kind of outbodies fucking washed up Brian Dumoulin in front of the net. Mm-hmm. So he, nice little tap in there. Uh, Matty Beneers on the power play, um, walks in, walks on in, snipes it, beats Varlamov, clean over his shoulder. Um, no one really contesting him, you know problem uh and then uh who was it It was the kraken made a 2-1 again on the power play uh alex wenberg shovels home a pass from uh, from bjorkstrand 
and uh, you know after Ryan Pulak kind of loses the puck in the corner, uh, Casey Zizekas of all people, you know this is this is what I mean. Better when they're losing. Fucking Casey Zizekas fucking scores a goal when they're losing. On a breakaway. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't see that shit when they're winning. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, mini breakaway beats his man, and uh, it's two to two. Noah Dobson, uh, they take the lead. Nice little slap shot from the point. And then they give up their third fucking power play. Was it third? Yeah, third power play goal to the Kraken. Yeah. Kyler Yamamoto, left open, right by the net. Lines at home. 3-3. Um, you know, overtime was more of a had a nice little breakaway that was saved. They go to a shootout, an eight-round shootout, and they lose. They sure go. do. That's your, what was it, 4-3 loss to the Seattle Kraken. Another game with a, what is it, one nothing lead and a 3-2 lead in the third period that they blew. Very nice. Yes, the Islanders, like... Especially in these first two games, it was kind of stories of special teams of power plays yep. on both sides. First game, actually, they were two for two on the power play, and they were three for six on the penalty kill, which was very bad. Yikes! Um, although they were 100% on the power play, but still, it was, ended up being three-two in terms of power play goals. Mm-hmm. And in this game, they were two for five on the power play, 40%, very good. Power play and merchants. Were, this and team. the Kraken was three for three for four. <laughs> The so Islanders were 25% of the penalty kill. Yeah. At a, a worse penalty kill percentage than power play percentage. That's insane. Which is crazy, even though it's just one just game. One game yeah. And it's the opposite, again, of what you would expect from, from the Islanders team. Absolutely. That their power, that their penalty kill has been, you know, was so so bad, you know? And it looked bad. And even I know, like, Adam Pellick, who has been one of the, like, premier defensive defensemen, kind of, he seemed to be a little out of his element. There were a lot of, like, passes going through his stick. This week, you know, um, I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but it would be a disaster for the Islanders if, some, like, a Mark Edward Vlasic like curve Yikes. took place for him over the next two years. Yeah, no, Pelic didn't look good, eh? And mm-hmm. uh, he's playing, I think, with with Dobson mostly right now. Who, weirdly enough, Dobson's looking really good. He's taking a really step forward. He's the best defenseman on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Which is strange. Um, and so. You know, when you when you it's not that strange that Dobson's so really good. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's strange when you consider that Pelic isn't playing so well. Yeah. Um, and it makes you wonder, what do you do? Um, do you try to reunite the Pelic Pulak pairing? What do you think? That did so well for so many years. I say, why not? Yeah. Who would that leave? Would that leave Romanov with Dobson? Sure. It's a bit chaotic. So then put Sebastian Aho with Dobson. Mm. It's your other option. That's true. The Dobson option. I think I think it's worth a try. Certainly. But yeah. I think it, this, Dobson's really found his own, especially on the, as a power play quarterback. Um, he's really found that up, upside. Um, but yeah, on the back to the penalty kill, it's just a disaster. East West passes all over the place. Let him pass around. Guys open right in, like near the slot near the faceoff circle are able to walk in and just shoot. Mm-hmm. It's just poor defensive structure, and that I feel pretty comfortable in saying is on the coach. Usually tends to be on the coaching staff. Yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah, and this was the seventh straight loss. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> the Islanders. Insane. But they but they fixed it in the la- next game, their last yeah. game of the week. Uh, no problem. November eighteenth. Yeah. Um, they blew leads again, but they still won this time. That's right. This battle of Sorokin versus Jacob Markstrom mm-hmm. starts with uh, a Martin Pospisil goal. One of my favorite names to say. Love that. On the Flames flies in, flies around Romanov on his off wing. Shoots it over the pad of Sorokin. one nothing Calgary. Hudson Fashing tied it on his offside with a shot. He was left with quite a bit of room. That was 1-1. Second period, 
Things got interesting with another power play goal. <laughs> this time for the Islanders. And this was the only one of the game. They didn't give up a single power play goal this game. You like to see steps, even though They're it was curious. just against Calgary. <laughs> against the, the Calgary Palmieri Flames. Solved. Yay! Palmieri, I was rebounding the crease. I think this kind of did seem a little more like a classic Islanders play. They were even, I think, you know, in their uh, their prime of 2020 and 2021, would get a lot of, you know, that type of offense from, like from around the net. Greasy rebound goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then Barzal got the next one after Rasmus Anderson turnover. 3-1 Islanders. No way they could blow this one. <laughs> Wrong. Nick D. Simone. What an impressive play from this guy. <laughs> the patience. Did you ever see this coming? No. From Nick D. Simone. Maybe I should have because skates. the Islanders had a lead, you know. Yeah. Like, anybody's fucking score. Yeah, skates around Aho, pass to Blake Coleman, wide open net. Sorokin really misplayed that one. Yeah. Overshot it, made it three two. Then Connor Zeri, who's been having a pretty good showing with Calgary, been like one of the very few bright spots on that team. Passed to Mackenzie Weger and who took an off balance one timer. Mm-hmm. Game tied in the third period. Brock Nelson scored twenty seconds later, uh, and then uh, Igor Sharangovic. Uh, scored for Calgary. Islanders blew that lead as well. 4-4. Um, and then shootout, it was Oliver Wallstrom who gets the winner. So, on the whole, this week for the Islanders, I think you can say, on one hand, obviously the lead blowing is a massive red flag. Yeah, no kidding. And on the other hand, you know, it was three games that like, went to overtime. They could have gone 3-0 and so easily. I mean, they got four out of six points. Yeah, they basically went 2-1. and one. <laughs> They basically went 2-1. and one. They didn't lose in regulation the entire time. They played well enough to get the leads in the first place, right? So, yeah. you know, th- that has to count for something. Yeah. Counts for one point per game when you lose in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it counts for. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it leaves me feeling with mixed feelings, you know? Because concerned mentally for this team that keeps blowing goals. But offensively, like production-wise, they look like good when they're losing and when the game is tied. Yeah. Right. Um, they're able to generate like decent offense, especially through Horvat and 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 uh, Horvat and Barzal. Yeah, I think part of the reason it's tripping us up is because it seems to fly in the face of everything we've thought we've known about the Islanders. Sure. And obviously, you know, teams change all the time, and especially over the course of years, a team may go from being strong on defense to strong on offense or whatever. Uh, but the fact, again, that like main the main uh, important parts of the team seem to still be there. Absolutely. Most of the defense is identical to what it was uh, three, three and a half years ago. Horvat's there now. He's kind of still pretty new. Um, and you wonder, why is this happening? I have no answer for you. I, I really don't. I don't know. This is basically the same personnel, right? They're just, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden, they're kind of able to click offensively. The defense has kind of fallen out the back end, you know? gotten worse yeah it's just uh, i wonder if very strange i wonder if it's kind of a conscious change in tactic of being like we need to focus on offense more let's try and score more i respect that and you can only focus on one or the other at a time (laughs) because of the lack of talent on this team yeah sure (laughs) because the team's not good enough (laughs) team's not good enough yeah yeah i guess so um it does feel like they're outplaying the the sum of their parts right now you know like i don't know i still expected them to look worse Heading into this, especially, you know, they had like a what, four game losing streak heading into this week, you know, and they lost a couple more. I think it was five. Oh, it was five. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch a dog shit team and they're going to be terrible offensively and they're going to be maybe worse defensively than I expect. And then they're going to lose all the games. But like they were way better offensively. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, when I think about it, I'm not, you know, this team might make the playoffs. 
and I wouldn't be surprised. I think the way they're able to generate offense, I think it's uh, it's worthy of a playoff team. For me, the interesting part of this team is, uh, man, there's nothing new on this team. There, there will be nothing new coming up anytime soon. Yeah. The pipeline's dry as shit. Yep. Thanks, Lou. It's like this is gonna this this team is gonna fall off. Like the wagons are gonna the wheels are gonna fall off the wagon within like two three years. This team is only getting older. It's already an old team. Um, and yeah, I think that'll be the entertaining part. But in the meantime, for this season, I'm not too overly concerned. Seven game losing streak or whatnot. I think they'll bounce back. I think they're they're a, certainly a playoff bubble team. Um, and if you know they can keep stringing it together, I think and and not blow the leads, I think they can make a nice run. Um, to to get a playoff spot, I think they play offensively well enough to do that. I mean, last year they made the playoffs. Right. And if I remember correctly, most of that year they were kind of on the outside of the bubble. And they kind of very steadily clawed back in to the point where it was like two weeks to the end of the season. It was like, wait, what are the Islanders still doing hanging around the playoffs? And they made it. Um, and right now they're 6-6-5. Six, six, and five. Okay. So they're a 500 team, yep. also known as they're 6-11. and 11. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they're 7th in the Metro. Okay. The I feel like the at least in the early going, still relatively early going, uh, the East-West imbalance, mm-hmm. which was present last year, is even more pronounced Yeah. now. Like, teams below Bettman 500 in the East, there are three, uh, Buffalo, Montreal, and Columbus. And in the West, there are Nashville, Minnesota, Chicago, Calgary, Edmonton, and San Jose. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? We were talking about the standings check and how the mm-hmm. Penguins were in last place after only being a couple games under Batman 500. Yeah. Um. I yeah, the phenomenon has not abated. The Western teams still stink. Um, What's up with that? Yeah, I think. And also, there's there's some upside left in this team. I think, you know, Sorokin played the good, played well. That's the other thing I was gonna yeah ask about is wondering if maybe some of his success over the past years or his incredible success yeah. was uh, thanks to the Islanders' defensive structure, structure and system. Oh, I'm sure it absolutely helped. And whether, yeah, I'm sure it helped. And whether maybe part of their, if they are taking a conscious turn to offense, that it's kind of on the hopes that Sorokin can bail them out. Maybe. That's very possible. Um, and it hasn't, yeah, his, his numbers have taken a dip. I think they're, what, 9-11 right now? Um, so certainly not terrible. And Varlamov's one of the better backups in the league, too. Um, so, and, and none of them are particularly underperforming. It's just not, not to the standard we've expected from, from Sorokin the last couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Which is out and out the best goalie in the world, really. Um, up there with Shesterkin. And, uh, yeah, you wonder, you wonder if he'll regain that form. If it's just a down year or if it's just, like you said, a result of systems change and they yeah. prioritize the offensive more. I think he won't. I think his numbers will remain bad. Well, they're not bad. Do you want to trade him to me? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. It was just a setup. He it sure actually, was. He actually thinks he's gonna bounce to the nine forty. He's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm the comedian. Mm, big funny guy. So yeah, that's any any other outlooks on the Islanders. Yeah, you feel because we're talking about like a team that blows leads routinely. Mm-hmm. There tends to be a mental element to it, and because of that, you start to think, yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. I still think the East is too strong for them to make the playoffs again. No. Yeah. I don't think they will. The East is a mess. I think I saw it when I checked a couple of days ago. We'll do a standing check. Like New Jersey was still out of the playoffs. Yeah. It's just, it's really a mixed bag right now. Very confusing. The Flyers and, are good. Yeah, that's true. Red Wings are still hanging in there. <laughs> Crying. Um, but yeah. And for some reason, the Blue Jackets are in last. Shocker. Who could have seen that coming? Did I have them in last? I feel like I had them in I last. I think you had them ahead of the Flyers. Maybe. That's possible. Maybe I think I bumped them up. 
at the very end. But either way, it feels good to be right about that. They're dead in the water, man. They're done. They're done. Wasn't Patrick Laine scratched? Yeah, healthy scratched. By this new coach that everyone loves, Pascal yep. Vincent. It's already over. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, Columbus. <laughs> oh, Columbus. Uh, okay. Well, Wasn't Kent Johnson sent to the minors, too? Yep. Goudreau was benched for a stretch. Absolutely. Stapled to the bench. Man, everything's falling apart there. And with the strength of the conference, ah. <laughs> that team is not making it anywhere. Oh, you gotta, you gotta have your shit. Did you see that thing? I don't know if it's still true, but I think like the Blue Jackets have not won a game with David Yerchek out of the lineup. Out of the lineup? Oh, okay. yeah. Really? They need him in there. I guess. Put him in. Uh, Alan Walsh was tweeting about it. I'm guessing as a client. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Alan Walsh. He tweeted today like, "Congratulations to Jonathan Drouin on his 500th NHL game." <laughs> nice. 500 games of underwhelming. The people yeah. who supported him. Well, there weren't 500 underwhelming games. You're right. Probably like 455 <laughs> underwhelming games. 45 good Close ones. enough. Yeah, 45. Half a season of good good hockey. Yeah. Looking like the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Darn. All right. So, yeah, Islanders. I, oh, man. Such a, such a weird, such a weird team. Yeah. I don't know where I, where I, where I am on them because there's just so many factors, you know? They blow leads, but they look good offensively. Sorokin could probably be, play better. And yet the East is so fucking strong that maybe they just they're a good team that doesn't make the playoffs. I think that's pretty close to the truth. Yeah. They're an, an okay team that won't make the playoffs. Yeah. And the future looks like shit. The future looks oh, bleak God, as fuck. Oh, God, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. This might be the bleakest outlook. For a team that's playing as well as it is right now, relatively speaking, you know? Yeah. That's a bleak-ass future coming. That bill is coming due. Yep. And oh, boy, it's going to be horrific. Really will be. Yeah. And Lou's going to be out just in time. Yeah. Perfect timing by him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta gotta love the hustle. Mm-hmm. Respect. Yeah. Greatest that's ever done it. All right. So I guess that's the Islanders then. Yeah. I want to tell you it. about a hockey-related thing that happened to me this week. Sure. Um, which is not the fact that I, so I've i somehow lucked into more free tickets. Wow. Incredible. I went to the Golden Knights. It's actually not that. What a season. Oh, it's not that. No, it's not that. Okay. Um. So as you know, I work... At I think I'm allowed to say this. I work at Concordia Athletics. Doxed. Doxed, yeah. yeah. Basically, you know, sometimes I'll film games, sometimes I'll scan tickets, sometimes I'll do the canteen, that type of thing. And I was scanning tickets. There were two hockey games on Saturday at Concordia. Uh, There was a women's game and a men's game. I was scanning tickets for both of them. And it was also like breast cancer fundraiser day. Like, you know, pink decorations around, pink balloons. There was like an auction going on. And so with us at the ticket scanning, we had like two QR codes. And one of them was like uh, for like donating. And one of them was for like looking at the auction items, basically. Okay. And the coach of the women's team, before she came over and brought them to us. Well, The codes? The, the QR, QR codes. codes. And she was explaining printed them. Printed on a piece of paper? Yeah, printed okay. on a piece yeah. of paper. And actually, I, I was the only one there at the ticket scanning spot at the time. Okay. It's a good story. All right. All right. Trust yeah. me. Trust me. I don't know, I trust so she me. brings over the codes. She's talking to me. She's explaining like, yeah, this is what this is. This is what that is. You can tell people. They're going to make announcements. All right. My recording spontaneously stopped, and I didn't realize. So I just told Tysa that entire story, but now I'm going to tell it again. And he's going to have to pretend to act surprised at the ending. Absolutely. I forgot everything. So, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, so event- so basically my ticket scanning partner comes over and I start saying, like, yeah, the coach came over, told us the- these things. And-, and then she was like, ah, the, the coach, the-, the respected Olympian. And I was like, what? Turns out 
the coach of the Concordia women's hockey team is Julie Chu. Oh my goodness. And I had no idea. That's crazy. And I had no idea how I didn't know. And Caroline Ouellette is the assistant coach. Oh, wow. And so I had, I had a conversation with Julie Chu without realizing it was Julie Chu. Crazy. How do you feel? Honestly, I was kind of, I was a bit shaken for a minute. A shaken, really? You know, I was like, I'm like, what? How could I not know? Or like, well, it was like, a, how could I know? Or like, wow, I can't believe I really just spoke to Julie Chu and didn't even realize who it was. Just a full normal conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It might as well have been Joe Schmo. Absolutely. But it was Julie Chu. Yeah. Very nice. She's very nice. From what you could tell? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Her daughter was there too. Oh, cool. Like three years old. Nice. Two years old, three years old. Huh. She just hanging around? What was the. Or she was behind the. I don't know. She what, was what behind the men. It was like after. The, it was during the men's game later on. Uh, they were kind of okay. walking around and All stuff. Right. Okay, I see. Very nice. Yeah. A Julie Chu story. She was on the American team, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now she's coaching for Concordia. And it has been since 2016. Huh. Turns out. Oh, the coach. Yeah, she's been the oh, coach. She's been the coach for like eight, seven, eight years now. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. Me neither. I had no fucking clue. We don't know who the McGill coach is? No. Mm, me neither. And I think I mentioned also Jim Corsi, who used to play for Concordia back in the day in like the 70s yeah. or something, man who invented the Corsi statistic yeah. when he was the goalie coach for the Buffalo Sabres, mm. is the goalie coach for the Concordia men's team. Oh. Did you see him at all? Um, no. Well, I've no, I knew that last year. I oh, noticed. okay, okay. Hi, sir. I love your stat. It's not a great stat, though. No, it isn't. Yeah. Hi, sir. I know of your stat. <laughs> it's quite basic <laughs> get a better math guy next time figure it out mm-hmm. yeah it was it was it was advanced in 2013 <laughs> that's true what what is the what is it taken into account again it's shot attempts basically oh. it's essentially a shot attempt stat percentage yeah yeah which started yes. to track like how much a goalie is working mm, okay like because they got to go down and stuff right. any if the shot misses or is blocked or something but then people translated that into a skater stat yeah. to, you know, make too many inferences. I see. Okay. Exactly. Well, you know what? In its original form, an admirable stat. An admirable stat you know? Very simple. In the original simple. form, it's just shot attempts. Sure. That's fine. Uh, so in the advanced form, it's really just plus minus for shots. Mm. Right. Plus minus for shots. Huh. Right. How do you calculate a courtesy for a goalie? They have a Corsi four percentage, or is it no? It's not Corsi? a Corsi. It's literally just shot attempts, oh, counting okay. shot attempts. All right. Well, he's the first one to think of sh- counting shot attempts. I respect <laughs> it's it. Only I'd ten years ago, innovator. <laughs> Shocking that nobody did so before him. But yeah. you know what? I respect an innovator. No matter how simple, someone had to fucking think of it. Yeah. And Jim Corsi did, and I think he deserves kudos for it. I mean, you he, didn't. You're absolutely right, and I will now. And uh, <laughs> he's not responsible for all the people who took it way too far, right? He just did it as a goalie effort, you know, for goalie purposes. What do you mean took it way too far? You know, applying it to skaters, making it a whole big deal. Well, it's not like it's a bad thing to know someone's coursey percentage. Sure. But, you know, people make it too big a deal. Too much importance on the coursey. That was like 2014, I think. Yeah. Now we got XGF. Yeah, you're right. People are over it now, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. When was the last time you heard coursey? Two minutes ago. (laughs) Two seconds ago. Before that, it's been a minute. (laughs) <laughs> two minutes ago before that a minute but in a, in, a, in a figurative sense you know I know what you mean yeah I know I know you know alright so yeah shout out to Jim Corsi shout out to Julie Chu shout out to Carolyn Ouellette everyone calls her Caro really yeah huh, put that on the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. also known as Caro mm-hmm. very nice solid 
that's my story. Solid story. Any thoughts on the, the Habs Golden Knights game that you went to? That you want to share? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a very high scoring one. Very mm-hmm. fun. Did not see a puck over glass penalty. Ah. Um, the game was I, worse than the one we went to. That's but I saw I plenty said. of other penalties. Oh, okay. And it was a close game. And did 6-5. Uh, I was very confused that people started, when Vegas made it 5-4 with two minutes left, under two minutes left, people started leaving to beat the traffic. I was like, what are you, what? It's a one-goal game with less than two minutes left. This is will be the most exciting part of the game. And then Vegas made it 6-4. And people started leaving. I was like, okay. But then Montreal made it 6-5. Further proving, look at all the goals happening now. Shouldn't have left. Absolutely. I mean, fuck Nashville just scored two goals in under 40 seconds in regulation last night. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what are you doing leaving with over a minute left? Jeez. My sister was telling me about like the Taylor Swift concert she went to. Apparently, some people, to beat the traffic, leave when there are like, still three songs left, which is insane to do. I'm not even a Taylor Swift fan, yeah. but everyone knows that in any concert, people you'll, you'll save the, the big show-stopping number for the end. Absolutely. Saving the, best, the hits for the end, yeah. the best for last. What are you doing? Yeah. Jeez. Sit in a car. It's Jesus. It's not that fucking serious. It's going to be a long-lasting, lifelong memory fucking, for you. Yeah. And you're worried about sitting in a car? For an extra, like, five minutes tops? Get over yourself. Jesus you're not. Christ. You're not special. What, what, do you, what do you got going on for you when you get home, huh? After a fucking concert. You gotta go to At bed. Like 11.30 or whatever, you know? Like, what's the big fucking rush for, huh? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Skip I know I'll be tired at work tomorrow. <laughs> but, like... Is that because you fucking didn't leave? You didn't skip the last three songs to beat traffic? Or is that because you went to a concert on a weeknight? What's even so bad about sitting in traffic? It's so easy. You know, I, I, I understand the resentment for it, you know? Especially if I did a lot of it. I would not really not like it. Seems seems like brain decay, you know? You're just sitting in there. Uh, After a hockey game, though. Cool down period, sure. Cool down, you turn on the radio, you listen to the post-game show. Sure. No, absolutely. I think, I think in, a, in a general sense, traffic stinks. And I get it. But, like, in this context... Deal with it. Deal with it, honestly. I don't understand skipping any part of the game. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, insane. I wonder if you are so kind of... If you're willing to leave a one-goal game with two minutes left, I wonder why you even wanted to come to the game in the first place. Honestly. Isn't that exactly, like, the the perfect, like... It's a tight game. We're near the end. This is the high point that I would that I hoped would happen is that it's super exciting down to the last minute. The only reason they'd stay, the only way they'd stay is if it was a tie game apparently. Even so, or if Montreal was winning. Uh, I guess so. Damn. That's nuts. Yeah. Really. Wow. Some people the the, the audacity. Good what, thing what I choice? good thing I walk could walk home from the Bell Center. Very nice. Solid location. Truly. Right. I won't dox myself more than that. You you've left you've left a small enough radius, uh-huh. mm-hmm. absolutely. You don't know how long the walk is. Do I know how long? The walk is? I said no, no. You don't know. Oh, nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a five-hour walk. Could be years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I left the Bell Center on a Thursday night and I just arrived here right now. Yeah, here at Concordia. Oh, we're allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is notably actually really close to the Bell Center. Absolutely. Okay. Well, no doxing on this podcast. Nope. Uh, all right. So, what else do we got to discuss? You tell me. I have, I have no fucking idea. Are we, uh... Didn't we list things? Check? Oh, the PWHL jerseys. Oh, that's right. Let's pull them up. 
are are like intentionally boring. Yeah, what's the deal with that? They each say this, the, the the city name across the jersey. The end. Yep, end of story. I wonder is, are these just temporary jerseys while logos are being designed? I think I said I think I saw for one season. Like this is the jersey for the inaugural season. Will there be no logos for the teams? Good fucking question. You better have logos idea. for the teams. You got it. Right? You would think. <laughs> and at that point, why not just put them on the jerseys? Yeah. Seriously. What would be the logo for the Montreal Echo? Like a cliff or something, you know? Like, or do you, what do you see in Echo? Or like a bat? Oh, fuck. This is impossible. You know what it's going to be? Jesus Christ. It's going to be the word Echo written fancy. It is, isn't it? Yeah. There's no good-looking lo- logo for a, for an Echo. Except like an ear. With like sound waves, I think that's just that could be the sound. Wait, isn't there a sound? Yeah, that could oh, be the New York, York sound. <laughs> no, this is the same logo. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. the problem. Ottawa Alert, despite being the worst name, does have some good logo potential. Sure, like a like a what like a like a red alarm. Yeah, like a red red goal light almost. Yeah, like a goal light. Yeah, that you and you could blend that into like an O for Ottawa somehow. Mm. Let's see what I hope their color scheme isn't red. Um, I think because I know we got the color schemes out. Toronto torch. It could be so easy to ter- make a torch into like a letter T. Sure, that that was easy. On the yeah. slam dunk. I think the the problematic ones are problematic sound. Which hmm. What do you what do you do for sound? Do you uh, like the we said it was like a body of water. I bet you do a lake type of thing. Oh God, so terrible. Yeah. Boring. Uh, Minnesota Superior, <laughs> another <laughs> fucking lake. <laughs> That's slightly yeah. different, a geographically accurate. Minnesota Superior, just a person with a thumbs up. Mm. Or the greater than sign. <laughs> the greater than. The crocodile eating the smaller number. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, a crocodile actually makes sense. Why? Because a crocodile is in Lake Superior. Obviously. Obviously. You could make that argument. You could that's feasible that they would make be a that crocodile. argument if you were delusional, but like, you know, I guess the argument you could can, be made. You can clearly imagine that a crocodile could exist in that lake for a certain period of time. And there, moving on to a crocodile, <laughs> as we all know, repre- represents the greater than sign, the superior. Oh, so, he opens his mouth? Yeah, we got a double meaning. Uh, we got a crocodile with an open mouth. Okay. And the crocodiles that are found in Lake Superior. Yes. Famously. <laughs> the, the famous super oh boy. And then it's only a matter of time before the name is changed to the Minnesota Crocodiles. Which wait? despite not being so good is infinitely better. Than any of them, really. Minnesota Crocodiles. That's sure. cool, isn't it? It's kind of a slam dunk. That's pretty nuts. You got the green, wow. got some scales, some Yeah, shit. I can't believe we just stumbled into a really cool name. <laughs> kinda slaps. Got a nice rhythm to it. Yeah, Minnesota Crocodile. Yeah. Absolutely. Always having a big smile. A smile. There you go. Nailed and it. style. And we're going to win a while. <laughs> Banging. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, but anyways, we'll get the jerseys, if you haven't seen them yet, are um, just the color schemes, respective color schemes, um, with, a, with a diagonal city name. That's it. Boring. No logos. Extremely boring. Yeah. Any thoughts on the color schemes that have been assigned? Let me take a look because I haven't actually looked in a while at them. All right. So here I go. I'm looking up PWH 
uh, not E, PWHL jerseys. One of the first uh, suggested searches was PWHL jerseys for sale. Hmm. Think anyone wants to buy these? Good. I'll wait for the second season. Here we go. So, but I, but I see here, for some reason, I see a list of the color schemes, but I don't actually see the colors. Boston, forest green, gray, and white. Okay. I mean, I don't object to this. A lot of a lot of this. See, I think the color schemes themselves are good. Yeah. Ah, oh, here we go. Yeah, these are actually these are really nice color schemes, except the burgundy one. Wh- who's burgundy? Is it Montreal? Oh, I, I hope not. Storm and sand, yeah. Montreal's got the burgundy one? Yeah. No! The auto one looks so much cooler. That red. I haven't seen it. Let's see. Actually, all these color schemes are really good. Well, they could cook up except, a fucking logo. Except Montreal. Ottawa, so what do we got? Like a red, a darker red, and a black? Uh, the New York one is nice. It's like a teal. The, the turquoise, whatever. I love that Toronto blue. But doesn't it make sense for the torch to have a red jersey? Absolutely. Yeah. Mystifying. Wait, Maybe we we'll, we should let Toronto take the burgundy. It's kind of a fiery color. Sure. And Montreal can take the that super nice blue. Yeah. I'm for this. It's, it's I feel very, like there's a lot of like intermarket over like for example Toronto. Like the Argonauts are that blue. Minnesota, the Vikings are that purple. Yes, that's true. Um can't think of anything else. Because yeah. they want to have, like, our, you know, our color as a state is purple. I guess so. Ottawa, the Senators have that color scheme. You know, the the Boston green, which that kind of looks like the Irish green. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, and it also green. kind of resembles the color of uh, Elphaba's skin in Wicked. <laughs> and the team is called the Boston Wicked. <laughs> really? Huh. I guess so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And the Habs, they resemble uh, the Habs, the Montreal team. Resembles uh, the Arizona Coyotes, <laughs> Montreal Maroons. I was going to say, uh. even though it's a defunct team, <laughs> you know. So uh, I don't they know should call themselves that. the Montreal Maroons. Sure, it'd be so much better than the Echo. Yeah, low bar. Even though the, Mon- the Maroons kind of suck. Not it's a good like, team name. It's like, oh, what are the teams that are? Co- oh, you know, like, is it like the Laval University teams that are called like the Laval Rouge R? Yeah. You like that? No, I don't. I think that sucks. The red and gold. You don't like the red and gold? Yeah, sure. As a team name? Yeah. It no. How do you like, bring it up? That's like if I called this shirt, I don't know, the, the green. Because it's green. This outfit is the gray and blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just call everything by its color. Fucking dumb. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. The instrument that I know how to play is the white and black. You know what's really stupid? What? Within the Quebec... Um, college mm-hmm. uh, sports system. There's also the Sherbrooke green and gold. Yes. It's fucking stupid too. I know. Just as stupid. Uh-huh. Can't have two teams taking the gold and incorporating it into their names. Yeah. That's the dumbest shit. Are you kidding me? You know, Concordia God could damn. be called the yellow and burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? These teams, they should just, the, they have the color schemes. We agree with the color schemes to a degree. Just name yourselves after your color schemes. No, don't. <laughs> That would be the only thing possibly worse than the current names. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm not vibing. I got to say, I'm not vibing with the New York color. Really? The more I look at it. Why don't you like turquoise? I love turquoise. I don't know. Teal. It's just, it's Teal. not, it's not, I'm a turquoise fan. It's just not clicking for me. I don't know. Maybe it's the pants, you know, in com- combination. Is it because it doesn't feel New York to you? Or is it the color it itself? It almost feels too New York. Like, t- like it's the Statue of Liberty, you know, and whatnot. That's what it's telling me. You know? I didn't think of that. That's what I'm thinking of immediately. I'm like... Ah, it's the fucking color of the Statue of Liberty. That's tacky as shit. Isn't the Statue of Liberty all gray? 
I don't fucking know. I, it's well, like you know, gray. All, in all the pictures, it's always this green. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Am I wrong? There should be the New York Liberty. Oh, boy. The New York statues. <laughs> <laughs> the statues, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think, why stop at Minnesota Crocodiles? Just name every team the Crocodiles. New York Crocodiles, Boston Crocodiles. Everyone's the Crocodiles. Oh, boy. It's this, the Crocodile League. This team name discourse has really devolved into something else. <laughs> what do you mean into something else? Uh, into something better, into an improvement. That's yeah, what I say. You. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, boy. When does the, did the game start in January? In like two months? I think so, yeah. When do tickets go on sale? I have no idea. Are they on sale already? I'll look into it. PHL. P-A-W-H-L tickets on sale yeah go do some research but don't put the mic too far from your mouth in case you have something to say I'll type with one hand go for it P-W-H-L tickets I hope Uh, they're on sale we can buy tickets right live on the pod mm, I don't think there are tickets here's FAQ from the P-W-H-L website you can sign up here to get updates I will sign up for an update nice does it it say when they're going to go on sale no it doesn't say anything about that Mm. but uh Join the movement. Don't mind if I do. What's the movement? Be the first to know of league news. All right. I don't think I'm going to give them my phone number. Okay. You don't want them to call you? No, I'll pass. Tell you, hey, what do you think about our logo? (laughs) As if they make one. Man, what do you think if they don't make a logo for the first season? That would suck. I would. It's, relatively speaking, not the hardest thing in the world to come up with a logo. I feel like it's pretty, like... Integral to a team too, you know. They need a logo. Yeah, so it's like a professional team. With like, uh, you know, just a name, a city name. Come on. I guess that is their logo for now. Mm-hmm, yikes! All right, I am agreeing to the terms of use and privacy policy. And now we'll know when we get the updates. Okay. Sounds good. Want to look at some standings? Sure. Let's look at some standings. You know what? I let's start with the sharks. 40-point watch. They've gone closer, haven't they? A little, but I did the quick math. Yeah. 40-point uh, pace is, I, if I remember correctly, like a 245 points percentage. Okay. Or thereabouts. Sure. Right now they're at 194. Okay. So we're we're on, we're on making good time. You know what the problem is, though? Every win boosts that win percentage by so much because they win so, you know, you just, you need a lot of losses to stack up. That's the problem. Good thing they have 15 of them. Yeah, and only three wins. Who did they? They like spanked the Blues for five goals. I remember seeing. Yeah, like, that 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 spurred me to do the calculation earlier this week. I was like, oh mm-hmm. fuck, they better. And then I I calculated like thirty six. I think it was. And then this is depressing. That got high real quick. Yeah, yeah. just three like wins. That. Yeah, Wait, they were on a thirty six point pace. When was that? I don't know, a couple of days ago. Because right now they're they got seven points in eighteen games, which is a point pace of thirty two. Okay, so then rewind back one game before they lost to the Canucks. Yeah, I guess so. And that's 36. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. So, you know, they need to continue to lose. Um, and, and good for Vancouver for yeah. fulfilling that. Um, okay. Let's that let's Pacific let's Division, let's start there, why don't sure. we? Contains currently three of the best teams in the entire league. Vegas atop the division. L.A. very close behind now. They made up a lot of ground. And Vancouver... This is going by points percentage, of course, in third. Rocking a 13-5-1. And, and they would be uh, second in any other, any other division mm. with that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the 
Ducks yeah. are the fourth best team in that division. But meanwhile, in the Central, and we got Dallas in first, Colorado, Winnipeg, Colorado in second, Winnipeg in third, St. Louis in that top wild card spot, and it is Anaheim and Arizona tied for the second wild card spot. Who would have seen that coming? Those two teams. Duking Did you? Didn't you have Arizona in the playoffs? I wish. Oh, you didn't. Instead eh? of Columbus. Ah, shame. Oh well. But yeah, the Blues. That's an interesting team. Overperforming. I had them last in the Central. That yeah. was my. I don't think I had them quite that low. You didn't. Um, but uh, I think it's the the Jordan Bennington show of late, from what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, he has uh, had a very good start to the season, and uh, that typically explains some of these early season bounces for for these bad teams. Yeah. Uh, you just get a good goalie. Um, and uh, when they regress, the team regresses back with them. So that's that explains the Blues. How about the Jets? Because you were you were very low on the Jets, weren't you? Yeah. And now they're ten five and two. Mystifying. Are you What's really mystifying? What's going on there? I I guess the they're getting a lot of offensive production from that top line. Mm-hmm. You know, Shifley, Connor, third guy who I don't know. Who, uh, you follow? Yeah, I follow. Yeah. I follow, and then Ehlers on the second line right now. Still not getting enough minutes. He's still yeah. getting like 12, 15 minutes a night. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Wheeler's gone. Right. Maybe that's maybe that's the answer. <laughs> but uh, do you have any other explanations for their, you know, better than average start? Well, I kind of, I'm not shocked. I I was even saying during the offseason, like, you know, this, this Dubois trade, uh, I think it was, you know, an even deal, decent haul for them. And I kind of liked the way the balance of their forwards was looking after that. I feel like because forward depth had been a big issue for them. Right. And that kind of, you know, adding like uh, Fallow, Rasmus Kupari on the fourth line. Uh, who else do they? There's another piece that's like relevant that I'm forgetting. Velarde. Mm, right. Gabe Velarde, yeah. I think he's been, been quite good. Perfetti's, I think, also been a key piece. I'm not shocked by the Jets' moderate success. Yeah, I can't say I'm shocked. It's just like, I. I think I had them in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Just no, did I not? You I wouldn't sworn. have. I could have sworn. You I'm pull this out. I, I think I had them in by so. you know by default. One yeah. of those teams. What, what do you remember? What episode this was? October what? Tenth or seventeenth? Tenth. It would have been tenth. Okay. Let's see. Where did I have them? Um. I had them in. One, two, three, fourth in the central. Yeah. And yeah, I had them in the playoffs. I had the Kraken missing the playoffs, right? So or I had the Canucks I had the Canucks missing the playoffs and the Jets in there. Huh. So yeah. Like I said, not shocked. It's just like Yeah. I thought they'd be thoroughly mediocre. Better than like the scum of the division, but like, you know, thoroughly yeah. mediocre nonetheless. Somehow Minnesota is currently seems to be sitting around the scum of the division. What's up? Five, eight, and four. I, they, they, their goaltending has sucked, right? Yes. Um, and then, and their defense has been poor to to company that, right? So, um, Gustafson has not been what he was last year. I think we discussed that a couple weeks ago when we were talking yeah. about him. And uh, yeah, just defensively, they haven't been able to figure it out in front of him. Kind of depressing. Yeah, it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Five, eight, and four. Chicago's last in the central. There, Nashville also is tied with Minnesota. You know, around the you know for six in that division, basically. And the Pacific, the the bottom feeders, all below. Uh, oh, when I was listing all the teams before who were below Batman 500, I yeah. forgot Seattle. Oh, okay. Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton, San Jose, all below Batman 500, all in the same division. That really is a three great teams, the Ducks, and four bad teams type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, the Oilers, 
losing in embarrassing fashion defensively wise against the Panthers. So, you know, the problems aren't fixed there with, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking Chris Knobloch. Right. Was not the panacea, apparently. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy that they have. Oh, yeah, they, I heard they're looking into trading for a goalie now. Uh, di- doing some digging on, on the Habs trio, you know, Montembeau, Allen, Primo. So that might be coming down the pipeline because, uh, yeah, Skinner, the answer is not to keep playing him, apparently. Who would have seen? They tried Calvin Picard, didn't they, finally? Did they? I think he I was no not great. Shocker. But it is just Calvin Picard, you know. You know how it is. Yeah, you, you couldn't lose on that take, huh? It was either uh, <laughs> he, he balls out and you're the you're the Calvin Picard fucking oracle. Yeah. Or uh, it's just Calvin Picard. Yeah, what did you expect? <laughs> yeah, one game, 8.75 save percentage. Looks like he took two penalty minutes too while he was at it. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Well, things are getting... Oh, by the way, McDavid is currently 70th in points. Oh, yikes. 15 points in 15 games, which is like... A little over half of his normal production. Just insane to say. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Point per game is a really bad year for McDavid. I mean, deal there. I think, think they turn. I think they turn around eventually. Both Drysaddle and him. They're they're talking about it. both both having slumps, kind of. You know, certainly not matching their career production pace. Neither of them. Yeah. I think they turn it around. In the sense that, like, the team was around or McDavid no, and Drysaddle. Those two. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I have no fucking faith. In I think it's team. inevitable that they will heat up. Unless it's really just because McDavid is playing through an injury. Maybe. Could be. That doesn't explain dry side, though. Yeah, maybe he's playing through an injury, too. Mm-hmm. He's on your fantasy team. I know he's not doing as well as he wanted. Uh, Trade him to me. I'm good. I'll give you Seth Jarvis. I won't use these arrows, this guy. Watch. You know? I won't buy low. Sell uh, low. I okay. won't sell low. All right. Eastern Conference. Columbus, dead fucking last. 4-11-4. and four. <laughs> Uh, Pascal Vincent. Everything's falling apart there on that team. It's because I thought Pascal Vincent was a better coach than he actually is. But you're not a fan of him benching everyone left and right? No. The Goudreau, the Lion. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of him taking a big shit on the entire first line, basically. Healthy scratching Patrick Lionade, sending uh, Kent Johnson to the AHL, benching Johnny Goudreau all the time. This is not a recipe for success. Sure. But you made your bed with Paul Vincent. I think you only have yourself to bed. You mean Pascal? That. Yeah. That's right. Who am I think it's Paul Vince? Anyways, it's fine. Isn't that a basketball player? <laughs> I don't think so. That's Pascal Siakam? No, there's a Paul Vincent rings a basketball bell for some reason. Sure. I don't know. Anyways, Pascal Vincent. You made your bed with him. A dude who relative unknown. That's what happens. You said I have no one to blame but myself? Yeah. Not true. Okay. I have Pascal Vincent to blame. <laughs> That's true. Alright. And uh elsewhere in that division you know, yeah, so we'll look at the Metro. The Islanders, I think, are uh, sitting in seventh, followed by, what do we have? I don't have it sorted by points percentage, right. so maybe let's, you can help me Let's out. look at the kind of East wildcard picture altogether. Sure. Because building from the bottom of the conference, Columbus, Montreal, Buffalo, still hanging around near mm-hmm. the bottom, sadly, 8-9-1. Then the Islanders, fourth last in the Eastern Conference, on Bedman 500 at 6-6-5. Six, six, and five. And then it's the Penguins. Fifth last, also known as twelfth, followed by the Devils, the Senators, who have turned things around a bit in our eight and seven, and then uh, finally, outside of the playoffs in ninth, Detroit. Feels good. Feels really good. Feels real good to have that happen. You know, 
eight, six, and three. Yeah, they've been since replaced by another mystifying team, um, in in the Metro this time, in the Flyers, of uh, yes, occupying a playoff spot currently on a five-game fucking win streak. Yeah, occupying right now the top wild card spot. The Flyers, <laughs> are they? Oh my goodness. See. By points okay. percentage. Yeah, I see. All right. Yeah. Um. Any. So yeah, we'll start with the with the non-playoff teams. Uh, it sure feels like I I really want three of these teams to make the playoffs. Who? You know, I'm feeling the Devils because you know, can't miss yeah. Them. I'm feeling the Penguins because you know the Penguins and the Sabers. I'm feeling the Islanders. You know, this team's good enough. What? This team's fucking good enough. But why right? do you want them to? What? Why do you want them to make what the playoffs? I, want them to? I don't know because I've broken on my fantasy. Whenever I have the goalie on my fantasy team, I am immediately compelled to cheer for them. Boo! All right. And now that I've, you know, for example, traded away John Gibson, I don't feel so attached to the Ducks. You know, I've, you know, I feel very attached to the Predators now, out of nowhere, um, because mm-hmm. I traded for UC Saros. And you know, Sorokin's out there. I want him to win as much as possible. I want him to have great games, and that implies the the the, the Islanders winning. And whenever they blow a lead, it blow, breaks my heart, you know, because Sorokin's usually the guy in net. So, yeah, 500, I think. But, you know, that's too many teams. That's too many fucking teams I'm attached yep. to. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Because right now the playoff picture looks, we got Boston on pace for second consecutive President's Trophy. Yeah. And the Atlantic, Florida number two, Toronto number three, who's been having a really good week in Sweden. Sure. Then that the, seems normal. In the Metro, the Rangers are ruling, which makes you vom. Followed by, in second place, Washington. What the fuck is this Metro division? Did man? you see this coming? No, Washington. I didn't see this coming at the slightest. Yeah, I kind of... I'm a li- I like it, though. I'm digging it. I'm I wrote di- them off. I completely I'm wrote them digging, off. I'm digging... I didn't... I did not have them in the playoffs, but I... This doesn't shock me that there's still some life left Why? in these Capitals. What's left on this team? Even What's though... on this team, man? Even Dylan Strom. Sure. Ovechkin. Okay. Rasmus Sandin. Oh, boy. I, Darcy that, Kemper. That fell off quickly. You know, third name was Rasmus Sandin. Well, I'm not ranking them by best to worst. I'm yeah, saying third, look at the bright but spots. But I'm not saying you're ranked. It's telling, though. Third name that came to mind, who's great on this team? I guess Rasmus Sandin. Well, no. Like, I can put Tom Wilson there, too. I can name good players on this team. I cringe. And um, and Darcy Kemper. Sure. Turns out he's not washed. Oh. Turns out the Capitals might still be a playoff team. They might still have some gas left in the tank. What the fuck? As Ovechkin, you know, chases 900. And then third in that division is the Carolina Hurricanes. Your Stanley Cup pick. Yep. Not not after, not after the hottest of starts, I gotta say. Not after the hottest of starts. It's underwhelming. Ten seven and zero. Um, I still think they will end up challenging uh, the Rangers for the division. Kind of see that coming down the pipe. Sure. I could absolutely see the Capitals completely falling apart and plummeting, but yeah. I could see them hanging around and still making the playoffs. No, it's not saying much. Kind of hedging my bets there. But anyway, and then the wild card, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Tampa, who's been shaky. Uh, well, actually, it's Philly, Philly in the top wild card spot, and Tampa, mm-hmm. the second wild card spot. That's how things currently look. They've done what they needed to do, though. Tampa? The Lightning, yeah. We just stick around the playoff race while they fucking play Jonas Johansson night in, night out. That's completely true. So, you know, this is you can't have hoped for much more from the Tampa, you know, the old-ass Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, their stars have been good. And... Uh, They've been able to outscore their way out of the basement. And this is not a problem that Vasilevsky steps into and the lead is already unsurmountable, right? All they need is kind of tread water with Jonas Johansson, who has kind of fallen off of late. So, you know. um, Don't have to tell me. They're they're waiting. They're waiting for Vasilevsky. Yeah. The thing, especially with the East that interests me, is specifically when you look at the Flyers, for example. Yeah. It's this thing 
where you're looking at it going, okay, inevitably things will correct themselves. And it kind of feels like there's uh, an inevitable pressure that's like push, trying to push the flyers down and like say the devil's up, Sure. you know? Yeah. It kind of feels like, the oh, that's backwards. Yeah. Those teams should be more or less swapping positions. Absolutely. And as time continues to pass and, you know, we roll into December, not so long in the future, it may, may start to set in like, oh, is this actually, are the Flyers actually getting comfortable in this spot in the standings? Yeah, you think? I, I don't never, know. I, I'm one, I feel like I stick to the, I, I latch onto a take and then I don't let it go for a very long time. Right. You know? Um, and if if the team doesn't feel right, I I'll fucking say they don't feel right until the end of the fucking season. Um, <laughs> and as even once they've already won the Stanley Cup, you're going, eh, they weren't that good. Absolutely, you know it. I refuse to. These every hill is the one I die on. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, that's just how it goes. So you know what team I want to watch this week? Yeah, the Philadelphia Flyers. Sure, fuck. You know, this is probably the most entertaining they'll ever get. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh, actually, wait, never mind, because that's Islanders, Rangers, Islanders. <laughs> I don't, Islanders, Rangers, okay. I don't want to watch more Islanders. What? They're so fun. No. Ah, I love It's great. Uh, how about sure. um, Washington? Okay. That's, yeah, it's another, you know, similar, similarly interesting. They are Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Buffalo, Edmonton, San Jose. Buffalo, Edmonton. Okay. Decent chance they win three games in a row. Sure. Which would enjoy me. You, which would, yeah? <laughs> which would enjoy me. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you would like that? Yes. You're on this train? Okay. Caps yeah. week? Caps week it is. Okay. Um, yeah. It'll never sit right with me if these teams make the playoffs. Washington, yes. Philly, no. I did for either of them for me. I think I look at teams that are outside the playoffs, and there will definitely be at least one that won't make it. That I want to make it, you know, it's gonna be one of, or more of, uh, more than one of uh, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and uh, the Islanders. The Devils are the only one that would really be like a what the fuck. Yeah, the Devils would be a what the fuck, and and the Penguins would be a personal what the fuck, but not a not a. Yeah. I would understand the general consensus is yeah, this team was a bubble team and it didn't break. Which right. is kind of crazy that after one really good year by the Devils, all of a sudden there everyone's like, how are they not in the playoffs? It's not that crazy. They were fucking good. They were a wagon. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. Right? Yeah, I know. You, just, you, you have a full year. Crazy in the sense of, like, crazy how good they must have been yeah. last year and how good the team looks. And that they were. Yep. But I think, like, I haven't watched. I think the Devils need a look soon. Yeah. Um, but my initial intuition, especially after having watched them in person, is that goaltending is not holding up. Mm. And it sure wouldn't surprise me if Vitek Vanacek is dragging them down the standings. But maybe it's other reasons. Yeah. Jack Hughes was injured for a little bit. Yeah. Not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. They look like a good team when I was there. You know, obviously, American Thanksgiving is fast approaching. It's only a few days away. Yeah. And of course, this is the famous by American Thanksgiving. If you're not in a playoff spot, there's only a 77 chance that you're good enough to maybe do it. Ah. Type of thing. Yeah. Numbers different all the time. Uh, and for some reason, this is treated as some kind of, you know, like quarter season, landmark milestone thing. Which it is, you know. Well, it's a quarter season miles. Sure, the quarter season's done. Yeah, but you know what? A, you know what occurred to me? What occurred to you? This thing about like by American Thanksgiving, there's a small chance if you're not in a playoff spot, or if you're out by a certain whatever that you're gonna. Yeah, whatever. That whole story that yeah, it's always a different spin on it. Sure. I think what people like to to get across, or are trying to get across, or what they believe they are taking from that, is 
that uh, there's some kind of mystical element in not being in a playoff spot at a certain point. To, to basically saying that like every team, they're saying like all teams being equal basically, it's it's very difficult for you to gain ground, you know. But the fact of the matter is, if you're in a playoff spot by now, or not even by now, by at any point, likelier than not, you're a good team sure. that will continue to win games as the season goes forward. And what, what I think some people are taking, like, throw the standings up in a random order in on November 20-whatever and play out the rest of the season. And if you're not in a playoff spot, there's a very small chance you'll make it. It wouldn't be the same. You get what I'm saying? Or am I explaining it really badly? I've completely lost the plot. I'm sorry. I've completely fucking lost the plot. Yeah. Okay. Let me try to re-explain this. Sure. So when people say, if you're not in a playoff spot by this day, you're probably not going to make it. Yeah. I think people often forget that if you're not in a playoff spot, it probably means you're not good to begin with. Sure. Right? Yeah. Whereas I think what people think instead of that is all teams, imagining all teams are exactly the same level of, of goodness and it's completely random who's in and who's out by American Thanksgiving, then on that basis, it's hard for teams to come back and make the playoffs, which doesn't make, which does not tell the whole story. Yeah. I think I get what you're saying. I think it's a combination of the two, you know? Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, because there's a lot, a lot of luck involved in hockey, right? So, yeah. you know, good teams go on a PDO bender and the Canucks find themselves deeply in a playoff spot, you know, and that's obviously the extreme case, but, you know, it is what it is. So... Yeah, I think it, it is a combination of these things. Obviously, yeah, the good teams tend to find themselves way to the top after a month and a half. Yeah. But not always. Sometimes you get unlucky over a month and a half. Sure. It's a combination of the two. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. So what's your take on this Thanksgiving Shabab? Man, I don't care. All right, fair enough. <laughs> shabab. Shabab. Spiel. All right, draft time. Let's do a draft. I came up with an idea late last night. Oh, boy. I haven't thought about it at all. Me neither. The idea is worst things to find under your bed. Uh, uh, we need to set some ground rules okay. because the first thing you sent to me was death. <laughs> to which I replied, slow and painful death. <laughs> yeah. So I think here's one thing I came up with. Okay. Whatever you're finding under your bed is not something that can take action. What do you mean? Cannot take action? It can't be like someone who kills you or like an animal that bites you. It just has to, it's there and it remains there and it doesn't do something. It just is there under your bed. Okay. How does that sound? All right. Interesting. I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is there. Okay. It simply is there and you can remove it. You have, you're allowed to. Sure. Difficulty in removing it can come into play with how bad something is to be a to find under your bed. All right. Okay. Interesting. I, I, you had the first pick, so I'm interested. Do I? How, how uh, well, I won the last one. Okay. I don't remember what it was, but I, I remember. It was fruits. Um, yes. And uh, No, wasn't it juices? Yes, it was juices. You're yeah. Right. Okay. My lemonade that you nixed. Of course. And your apple fucking cider. Yeah, yeah. no regrets. Okay. Um, I think uh, first pick is going to be a, a bomb that's <laughs> about to go off. What are you talking about? That's about to take action. How's that not taking action? Yeah, okay. So maybe, I think maybe it's actually good that I have the first pick. 
Because I think this is an appropriate barometer of like, it's okay. not doing something. It's fucking exploding. No, but, like, but like it already is, you know? It's, that's just what a bomb is. It's there. It is there. Just is. I'm putting <laughs> a serial bomb. killer under my bed. Right? <laughs> no. It is what it is. <laughs> it's a different thing. All right, I think I serial killer. It is what it is. It is what it is. He's gonna kill me when no. I pop my head under there to look at it. He's gonna chop my feet off. But I don't see him to begin with. It's just what he does. No, no, that's what he does. The bomb is not conscious. Oh fuck! All right, the bomb is not taking conscious action. I think things that kill you should not be able to be included. I think there's just too many things that kill you and that you just, you know, you throw, I could throw it out there, you know, like a chemical weapon, you know, like, well, you know, like fucking, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think murdering, okay. murderous things should be taken off the table. Okay. Personally, I can kill you. Fine. Fine. Ah. Hmm. In, in, in an imminent sense, you know, like obviously, you know, like, I don't know if you were to do something with that thing, maybe you could get it to kill you. Right. But like, you know, and it's. Yeah. Not like an impending bomb. Like, that's fucking insane. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Then I will say the maximum amount of feces. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute fuck. maximum amount. <laughs> which could possibly fit there. Okay. It's basically like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's dense. It's dense. There's a massive <laughs> rectangular prism, under, taking up the entire underbed space. It would be terrible. It would be terrible. Okay. And I guess that's the first pick. All right. I guess I can't object to that. <laughs> there's no. There's no. Your turn. There's no objection there. Okay. All right. Um. Let's see. <laughs> Should let me take the bomb. Should we? Should we? Should we? Uh, imply that it's densely packed, whatever it is, or do I have to keep saying like <laughs> a dense packing of whatever the fuck? <laughs> specify whatever you feel you need to specify. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> dense packing. <laughs> uh, let me. Let's see. Okay. Hmm. What would I not want to find? All right. Insects. Just, just but they take action and piles. What, what do you mean? They don't take action. They just be. They Fine. just are. You get insects. Come on. They're not going to kill me. Okay. They're just, you know, bed bugs, bed bugs mm. cockroaches. You know, bed bugs and cockroaches. That's what I'm going to say. But insects including... There you go. This is the phrasing. All insects, especially including <laughs> bed bugs. So you can't take any other insects. Bed bugs and cockroaches. Just infesting, you know, like one of every other insect maybe. And then like to the rest, just, just piled to the top. Full of bed bugs and cockroaches. Okay. Yeah, just disgusting. I will select uh, the maximum amount of human corpses <laughs> rotting and smelly. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Rotten and smelly human corpses. And they're ugly, too. <laughs> I'm getting destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> leaving out corpses, that's a killer. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> but I guess a corpse is a bit more problematic, I gotta say. I gotta hand that one to you. Yes, a corpse certainly is more problematic. Oh, man. I gotta think outside the box, you know? Insect, that's too inside the box. That's too, like, ah, yes. 
I wouldn't want bed bugs. You yeah. know? But nobody's thinking, ah, yes, I wouldn't want a corpse under my fucking bed. <laughs> or the maximum amount of turds <laughs> under my bed. Turds? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not turds. It's like it's like a cake, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, maximum amount. It's like yeah, I guess. turds piled on top of each other. Sure. Ah, oh, man. So all smelly. Right. Dead animals. All right, there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you left that one for me. Dead animals. Oh, yeah, I left it. Oh, I can't believe I missed it. You should have said dead things, you know? Especially humans. That would have really covered it. But <laughs> oh, well. dead animals. And just, just piled the maximum amount of dead animals <laughs> under my bed. Yeah, okay. Um, no, this is gonna get, it's getting tough. It is getting tough. Yeah, already. Maybe we should have taken things that can kill you. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, it would have just been us brainstorming the worst ways to die. Yeah. <laughs> Worst things to find under your bed. Um, hmm. Man, I don't know. This is tough. It is kind of hard. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Here's one. Yeah. An extremely loud buzzer, which goes off at unpredictable intervals during the night. Okay. It will wake you up with such an annoying noise. Uh-huh. It'll be like, <laughs> and that's the noise. Be sure to include that in the Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> and you hate it so much. Okay. And you can never turn it off. All right. Sure. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem like the worst. It seems very unfortunate. I sure wouldn't want that. Yeah. But rather that than the maximum amount of rotten food. <laughs> Piled uh, under my bed. The thing with maximum rotten food, though, yeah, is, oh, you know, wait, did I when I did I only think this in my head about the buzzer, or did I also say out loud that it's like, like logged, logged, lodged into the floor? You can't remove it. No, 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 you didn't say that. Okay, well I am. No, it's too late. No, it's not I too made late. My <laughs> you can't lock that in. Well, too bad. It's lodged into. Well, the that's floor. fucking ridiculous. I can say that about all my. You know, if you're <laughs> retroactively doing that, I'm also retroactively. <laughs> sure. Stapling the dead animals to the floor. <laughs> Go for Stapling it. Stapling the garbage. I don't the care. Floor. Staple the insects, insects too. Then they won't be able to move. No, I'm not stapling. I will have an endless sort, a void of of insects. Just, just well, that's just up. not feasible. Okay, fine. As opposed to a, a prism of shit. <laughs> All right, what are you gonna? How are you gonna keep that? How are you gonna keep that? Dead? I won't. You just, you, you got to get it out yourself if you want to get rid of it. Okay, but you're not like gluing it to the floor. You can't. You can't. You can't. Right. But you can absolutely lock a buzzer in place. You just dig it out. What are you talking about? Sure, but that'll be really hard and expensive. Okay. Rotten food. Meanwhile, you get rid of that pretty fast. I'm super gluing it to the floor. Let <laughs> <laughs> okay. that be known. Well, that would ruin the smell. So. Would it? Yeah. All right, let, try it out. Let me know. Okay. Does, does food still smell when it's been super glued <laughs> to the floor? <laughs> Find out next time. Alex will try it out for the next couple of weeks. Uh, well, I don't know. You seem to be the preeminent expert on it, apparently, stating things like, it actually gets rid of the smell and shit like that. You're the super Mr. Scientist, so you should know these things. Well, you, you just made a claim you can't back up, so. Well, it's my turn to pick. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Do I have any ideas? Uh, you picked rotten food. I did. 
I will take Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Man, this is hard. I have nothing. I'm tapped. What's your first pick? My first pick was yeah. maximum feces. That's the wording? Yeah. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> maximum feces. Okay. Um. All right. I guess I'll take a maximum vat of piss. <laughs> sure. I wasn't going to take that. Maximum just, piss yeah. vat. Okay. And it's got a really bad smell, too, obviously. Right. It's just a vat of piss. Your turn. The most disgusting, vile people <laughs> living under your bed. <laughs> <laughs> they won't do anything to you. They'll just smell like shit. <laughs> and they're alive. <laughs> Be extremely unpleasant. And they're alive. Oh, no. And they're under your bed. <laughs> oh, alive, bad people. Yeah. Just the worst collection of people you could fucking imagine. <laughs> Chilling out under your bed. Bet you wish you thought of that one. No, because that one you could get rid of pretty easily. No. You get a team of friends, you yank them out, you lock them out. Super bolted to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then they'll just die. But are able to live. Hmm? They're able to survive. How? Willpower. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) The four picks. Yeah. I got to think of two other things. (laughs) Yeah, because it's bad people. Uh, Yeah. Hmm. Um. Trying to think. So, in the practical sense, people use under their beds for like storage. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the worst thing to find under your bed is that something you've already put there is missing. Something really important to you. Something, a, a treasured item, maybe representative of a treasured measure, which you've put there, is gone. The worst thing to find under your bed is emptiness. You're going to write emptiness? Emptiness. <laughs> I'm putting that on the poll with no context. Emptiness. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, go for it. People will resonate with that one. Will they? It means that I've got to clean under the bed. I, I, I would personally crave an emptiness under my bed. <laughs> you know? It's clean. All right, but I'll, I'll further specify mm-hmm. um, unintentional emptiness. Okay. Sure. Hmm. And for my last bit, I'll take unintentional maximum feces. All right, <laughs> 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 you're up now. Oh, man. Uh. Ooh, mold on the floor. That's a fucking good one. Because now you gotta, like, it's a whole deal. It's a health hazard, but it's not gonna kill you. A health hazard. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's foul. It's terrible. With my last pick, I select pieces of COVID 19. <laughs> it's a terrible pick. No. I just clean them up with my mask. Oops. Jesus Christ. Just drop my phone on the floor. Whoopsie. That's mm-hmm. a good pick because it'll make you sick. Actually, I'm gonna make it, uh, all disease particles, including COVID-19 and others. But not the deadly ones, because that's against the rules. Of course. 
disease. That's my that's my pick. All right, non fatal disease. Yeah. Yeah. Got to specify that. All right. <sighs> that can be washed away though. I don't know what your. Okay. No, it's stapled to the floor. <laughs> you can't wash it away. <laughs> disease stapled to the floor. Boy. Specify. I have dead animals, right? Yep. I have dead people. The maximum number of rats. There you go. It's a banger. You got rats and insects and dead animals and rotten food. And alive people. That's your best pick is alive people who you hate <laughs> who are stapled to the, the floor. People. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got maximum feces. Rotten, smelly human corpses. A buzzer you can never turn off. Maximum piss vet. Unintentional emptiness. <laughs> and non-fatal diseases, which are also stapled to the floor. Everything stapled to the floor. You thought what? You, I can give you credit. You thought outside the box. I sure did. Like, the only outside the box I did was, was people, you know? Yeah. It was a banger, too. I, I'm a big uh-huh. fan of that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think my team is much better than yours. My better, I mean worse. My worse, I mean better. Interesting. I'll take it to interpret that you prefer my team, and if presented with a poll, you would vote for mine. No. And I agree. Absolutely. I do not. That's not what I meant. Went with the conventional route, and I will speak to the people now. No. You're going to speak to the people? I'm, well, I'm, this what's your message? My, vote for me. Ooh. Don't you hate what's under your... You know what's worse than finding maximum feces under your bed? <laughs> <laughs> Everything on my team. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous <laughs> sentence to say. Because honestly, I can think of so few things worse than yeah. finding maximum feces under your bed. Me too. I can actually think of only six things <laughs> <laughs> that are worse than maximum feces. And I happen to have drafted all of them. So that's really worked out well Okay, for me. okay. I think that's the end of the episode. Sure. We got Washington Week upcoming. Yep. Any final words? No, I got nothing. Sign off? I'll sign off. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Don't forget to subscribe. I won't. And uh, like the follow the Instagram, like the posts. I will. Vote on the poll. I'll do that for, for sure. me. No. And then, um, yeah, leave a comment on Spotify, wherever it is. I'll do that. That's it. The end. <laughs> <laughs>